The following is transcribed. Welcome to Bat Soup, a podcast dedicated to the old-time radio adventures of Superman and the dynamic duo. Buckle your utility belts for lots of jeepers, plenty of intrigue, and cliffhangers galore. Before we get to today's adventure, let's pause for this important message. You know, gang, often at the zoo, you'll see people pointing at a monkey and laughingly say, See that little guy over there? Well, he's my 32nd cousin. And even though that is a rather corny and time-worn gag, it seldom fails to get a chuckle out of those within earshot. And yet, it may not be completely a laughing matter. Learned men, particularly the famous Clarence Darwin... Clarence? Oh, well. ...have proven, at least to their own satisfaction, that modern man has developed from the monkeys. Well, be that as it may, I certainly am not qualified to argue with experts on either side. But I'm kind of inclined to go along with a scientific explanation of the biblical story, which tells us that the world was once peopled by only two human beings, Adam and Eve, who lived in a place described by the Bible as the Garden of Eden, and located by scientists as somewhere in Asia. Now, starting from there, grew the many different people who today populate the earth. And accepting that fact, we must draw the conclusion that all of us, white, yellow, and black, descended from common ancestors who lived in an age long before history began to be chronicled, before the formation of races, religions, and nations. That makes us all what you might call 32nd or 64th cousins. It makes us all brothers under the skin. It proves that all men were created equal and that no man should suffer the persecution of bigotry and prejudice because, by the will of the Creator, his physical characteristics differ somewhat from yours. For, as the famous Scottish poet Robert Burns puts it, a man's a man for a that. So remember always to judge a man by his character and nothing else. And now, Bat Soup presents today's adventure... Part 3 of Looking for Kryptonite has originally broadcast on December 6th, 1945. Kellogg's Pets, the super delicious cereal, presents The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Yes, it's Superman. And today it would seem that the crescent and star found in Sydney's apartment is linked with some strange mystery. We'll learn more about it in a moment. But right now, let's join Dan McCullough and his young pal, Eddie, who has an idea he wants to try out. Hey, Dan, I thought your cousin Doris was coming, too. Why, she's coming, Eddie. Here I am, Eddie. What do you want? I want to try something out on you and Dan. It's a game we're going to play at a party tomorrow, and I want to see if it works all right. Okay, Eddie, shoot. Well, this is like our regular treasure hunt game, only you're hunting for one of those comic buttons from packages of Kellogg's Pep. I see. Now, the clue I'll give you tells you where the funny paper character might be hiding. And that's where the button is. Oh, that ought to be easy. Okay, here's the first clue. You ready? Ready. I have paws, not wings, so I hide under things. Paws, not wings. Oh, I know. That's Sandy, old Fernandez, too. Right. Under things. That could mean under the sofa. Right, Doris. Find the button? Yes, here it is. Can I keep it? Ah, uh, sorry, but it's part of my collection. We're just trying this game out. You can't buy them anywhere, and you don't send in any money. Don't have to spend any of your allowance. 
Why, you don't even have to send in a box stop. But inside every package of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pep, there's an exciting prize. One of these nifty new comic buttons or a military insignia or warplane button. Tell Mom you'll eat lots of P-E-P. Pep, made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. Now, the adventures of Superman. Although the Atom Man is no more, Superman is still in great danger because two pieces of kryptonite, the amazing element which robs him of his strength and which gave the Atom Man his deadly power, are in the hands of unknown enemies. In his guise of Clark Kent, Superman and Jimmy Olsen searched the apartment of the now-dead mysterious fat man known as Sidney, who had been the Atom Man's ally. When Jimmy found a strange metal coin bearing an odd symbol, Kent remembered something he had seen in Sidney's country house and left the apartment to make a phone call. A few moments later, a swarthy, dark-skinned man entered the apartment from the fire escape. Drawing a long knife, he slipped noiselessly up behind Jimmy, who was searching a dresser in the bedroom. As we continue now, a faint sound has caused Jimmy to raise his head. The mirror reflects the man behind him, and shouting wildly, the boy reporter leaps sidewise as the knife plunges into the dresser top. What? Be quiet. For a moment, an Arab entered through a window and tried to stab Jimmy. Kent returned in time to subdue the man, who refused to answer questions, and later in a detention cell at police headquarters committed suicide. As we continue now in the cell where the Arab's body lies on a bunk, his bare feet protruding from under a sheet, Kent is pointing out a startling discovery. Listen. Inspector, Jim, look. What is it, Kent? Look. Look at the bottom of this man's heel. Right there. See? Great Jupiter. He's been branded. Yeah, with a crescent and star. Jeepers, the same designs on the coin we found in Sydney's apartment. Right, Jim, and on the piece of note paper I found in Sydney's country house. Well, Inspector, do you still think this Arab had no connection with Sydney? You win, Kent. Yeah, but who is he? Who is Sydney? Who was he really, I mean? And what does the crescent and star mean? Those are all $64 questions, Jim. We can come pretty close to guessing two of the answers, though. Go ahead, Kent. Your guesses have been pretty good so far. Well, we know Sidney wasn't the respectable businessman he pretended to be. Secretly, he joined up with the Atom Man, the greatest single menace civilization has ever known, and the Scarlet Widow, the most dangerous woman in the world. Well, that means he was not only a dishonest character, but a very important one. Check. Go on. It's my idea that Sidney was the leader of a powerful secret organization, and that this crescent and star is its its symbol or, or code sign, whatever you want to call it. Say, that could be it. They use the crescent and star for identification purposes. Right. But why should members of the same organization have to be identified to each other? Well, this is only a guess, you know, but we know Sidney was very clever and very careful. Yeah? Well, the chances are his identity was not known to all the members of his organization. I mean, the small fry, the, the hired gunman, such as this Arab probably was, and so on. Mm-hmm. So, when he had to see one of them, he identified himself by the coin we found in his apartment. Oh, and they were branded on the heel. Jeepers, then, then... Look, Inspector, all you have to do is round up all the crooks in Metropolis, find out which ones have this brand on their heel, and... And, and have them lead us to their head man who will tell us where the Scarlet Widow and the two pieces of kryptonite are, huh? Well, sure. But you got to do it quick before whoever has the kryptonite can create another Atom Man or, or something even worse. Oh, I'm afraid it isn't that easy, Jim. I'll say it isn't. If Kent's right and Sidney did control a secret organization... The chances are the members aren't known crooks any more than Sidney or this Arab was. So far, we haven't been able to find a police record for him. Yeah, I guess you're right. Well, then what are we going to do? We, we've got to find the Scarlet Widow. Yeah, you don't have to tell me that. 
We're doing everything we can to trace her and to trace Sidney's past connections. And I'm going to do everything possible to identify this Arab and follow that clue. I don't know what else we can do. Do you, Kent? I know what I'm going to do. What's that? What are you going to do, Mr. Kent? I'll tell you on the way. Come on. We've got to move fast. Leaving police headquarters, Kent and Jimmy hurry back to the Daily Planet, where Kent leads the way to the desk of Harry Goldman, the thin, bespectacled feature editor. Hey, Harry, you've got the largest fund of miscellaneous information locked up in that head of yours of anyone I know. I'd like to tap it. Fire away, Pappy. Okay. I made a copy of a certain design I'm curious about. Here, here it is. Tell me what you make of it, will you? It's a crescent in the star, Mr. Goldman. So I see. What do you want to know? Well, first, have you ever heard of any secret society or, or club or any other organization using that symbol? No, I can't say that I have. Oh, shucks. Just a minute, Jim. Does it have any significance at all to you, Harry? Well, the crescent is commonly used in heraldry. Uh-huh. In modern coats of arms, it indicates the second son of a noble house. Does that help you? Gosh, no. Anything else? Let's see. Uh, the crescent is also the military and religious symbol of the Ottoman Turks. The Turks? Yes. Alaudin, I think it was, the Seljuk Sultan of Iconium in the 13th century, adopted the crescent as a device. And it appeared on the janissaries of the Sultan Orkin in the following century. Leaping lizards. What kind of double talk is that? Wait a minute. A great many Turks are Muslims, and so are the Arabs. Huh? Oh, you mean the Arab we caught in Sydney's apartment. I don't get it. <laughs> now you're giving out with double talk. I was just wondering if this organization we're trying to trace could be Muslim. Gosh, you mean we've got to go to the Sahara Desert and get bumped to pieces on those camels again? Look, uh, before you buy your plane tickets, you better hear me out. I've been telling you about the crescent only. This design you have here has a star, too. Oh? You mean... A star sometimes appears with a Turkish crescent, just as a cross might. But there's nothing distinctly Turkish or Muslim in the combination. Oh, there isn't? Then where are we? Uh, no place, I'm afraid. Unless Harry can come up with something else. I don't know, Kent. Uh, wait. In architecture, a crescent indicates a street which follows the arc of a circle. How about that? Gosh, this guy's a human encyclopedia. Circular street, eh? That's interesting. Well, what about the star? Uh-uh, forgot about that. The star doesn't fit there either. Well, then that's that. Well, thanks very much, Harry. Not at all. Sorry I couldn't help you. I'm starting to think nobody can. Oh, we're not licked yet, Jim. Come on. See you, Harry. Thanks, Mr. Goldman. Go on. Golly, we're not getting anywhere, Mr. Kent. In any minute, whoever has those two pieces of kryptonite might... Might... Gee whiz. Oh, now, don't get the jitters. Well, how can I help it? I think there might be another Adam, man. Gosh, the first one almost killed Superman. I know, but... Uh-oh, of course. Of course what? Never mind. Sit down, Jim. Sit down? Yes, this is your desk, isn't it? I've got to take the next step alone. Without me? Oh, nothing now, don't doing. don't argue, Jim. Every second counts. I've got to get help, and I can't take you along. Well, why can't you? What help? There's just one man who might be able to follow the Crescent and Star and find the Scarlet Widow. There is? Well, you mean Superman? No, somebody else. But I've got to see him alone. Look, you tell the chief and Lois what happened and not to worry if I'm away for a while. Oh, where huh? are you going? Who is this man? I can't tell you. So long, Jim. See you later. Oh, wait. Why can't you tell me? Why can't I go along? Sorry, I've got to handle this alone. So long, Jim. Bursting with curiosity, Jimmy Olsen watches Clark Kent stride swiftly from the city room. Who is the mysterious man Kent says is the only one who can lead him to the Scarlet Widow? We'll return in a moment to find out. But first, here again is your announcer. You know, gang, it's just like having pictures of your favorite friends collecting those swell new comic buttons from packages of Kellogg's Pep. 
Because every single button has a picture of a favorite comic strip character straight from the funny papers. In full, brilliant colors, too. So they show up like anything when you pin them on your jacket or your dress or cap. But the best part is, you don't have to send in any money to get these new comic buttons. Not even a box top. You can't buy them anywhere. Just ask Mom to get you some of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pet. Then, see which prize you find inside. One of these exciting new comic buttons, or a military insignia or warplane button. Remember, that's P-E-P. Pep, made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. Now, back to the adventures of Superman. Telling Jimmy Olsen that only one man might be able to follow the strange symbol of the crescent and star and find the Scarlet Widow, Clark Kent left the Daily Planet and drove across town to a fashionable residential district. Parking in front of a handsome brick house in which he knew as Superman that Batman and his young companion Robin lived under their true names of Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson, he crossed the well-kept lawn and rang the doorbell. As we continue now, Bruce Wayne, wearing a gray tweed suit, is opening the door. Yes? Hello, Batman. What, what did you call me? Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry. I, I mean, Wayne. Who are you? What? Oh, of course. Uh, I'm Clark Kent, reporter for the Daily Planet. Well, uh, come inside. Thanks. Uh, come into the library, please. Yes, sir. Listen, I, uh, I need your help very uh, badly. Sit down. Thanks. Now, look, Wayne. Uh, why did you call me Batman? Why, <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess I've got Batman on my mind. I need his help desperately, and I came here to ask you to help me contact him. What makes you think I can contact him? Well, uh... Uh, well, stop hemming and hawing, Kent. Give it to me straight. Okay, I will. I understood from Superman that you can get hold of Batman. I don't believe you. What? Well, now, look here. I don't lie. If you expect me to believe that Superman told you to contact Batman through me, you're wasting your time. I'll show you to the door. No, 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 wait. This is urgent, terribly urgent. I must see Batman. I won't say that someone who needed him badly put a man in the newspapers. And he happened to see it. Why don't you try that? too late to make the evening editions, and I can't wait until tomorrow. This is a matter of life and death for me, for Superman. For Superman? Are you kidding? No, I'm not. Now, how can I get you to believe me? There's just one way, Kent. What's that? Come clean. What do you mean? You know what I mean. Tell me why you think I can contact Batman. Well, I told you. You said Superman told you I could. Yes. And I said I didn't believe you. Now, tell me the truth, Kent. Or I'm sorry, I'll have to ask you to leave. Oh, what'll I do? You're the only person who can help me, the only one. I'm waiting, Kent. I know, but I, I don't know what to do. I, I, I don't know. I, I need your help. I, I've got to have it, but I, I don't know what to tell you or, or how. Torn with indecision, Clark Kent hesitates, unable to make up his mind whether or not to reveal his most cherished secret, the secret he has guarded with his very life, that he is Superman. But unless he does reveal his true identity, he may lose the cooperation of Batman. And only Batman, he feels, can help him trace the clue of the Crescent and Star, locate the Scarlet Widow, and get possession of the two pieces of deadly kryptonite. What decision will Kent make? Don't miss tomorrow's exciting episode, fellows and girls. It's full of surprises and thrills. So tune in, same time, same station, for the adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! 
Fellows and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, by the grand old Kellogg Company of Battle Creek. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman DC Publications. Want to hear a scoop? A big scoop of Kellogg news? Well, listen to this. Kellogg's Variety is back. Yes, Kellogg's have scooped six of their most famous cereals into this grand variety carton. One carton containing ten separate generous size packages. So now it's easier for Mom. She just gets Kellogg's Variety, and everybody at the breakfast table can eat his favorite cereal fresh from its own box. Makes breakfast more fun than a picnic. Ask Mom right away to get Kellogg's Variety. It's swell. No fooling. And be sure to be with us tomorrow for the thrilling adventures of Superman. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. That was part three of Looking for Kryptonite from the Adventures of Superman. That'll wrap things up for today's episode of Bat Soup. But be sure to tune in next time when you'll hear Batman say... Stop worrying. Next wrinkle. 